Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus one more big round of applause. Amen. How many people here today are thankful? Amen. Come on, it's Thanksgiving week. Yeah, how many people here are thankful? Yeah. Yeah, we're thankful for what God's done. We're thankful for family and friends. And, and, and this time next week, we'll be thankful that they left. Huh? It's all right just to be real, isn't it? You know, hey, we're going to get together. We're going to eat more than we ought to. We're going to talk about things we probably should have left alone. Uh, and, and, and it's just a great time to be thankful. Let's, let's, just, be, uh, let's just be increasing the, the level of gratitude that we go through life with and then refuse to turn that off. Just refuse to turn off the gratitude thing in your life. Just be grateful. I, I mean, you know, I really don't think that, uh, uh, that there's too much going on that, that we can't find a place, e even in the hard times. Who, who can agree with me that e even in the hard times, I think Bob, when he was talking uh, and, uh, uh, about where they, where they were and where they've come from, and by the way, it, you know, Bob, man, what a great job he did uh, today and last night is receiving the offering, but, but the whole story, man, if you knew the whole story, I mean, it, I, we're talking, I mean, it was, it was impressive the way he shared it, but the whole story, dude, it'd blow your mind. And, 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 but even, even, you know, even in those moments and you look back and, and the kids and wife are on the lawn because the power's off, uh, but yet there, there's something in there that it, when you grab onto it, you just, oh, thank you, God, because God's using you, all these things together are, are, are making you stronger and, and are, are elevating you to a place that you would have never been without those moments in your life. And uh, so no matter what you're dealing with today and no matter what you're going through, just be thankful because, you know, where you are isn't where you're staying. Huh? Come on, where, where I'm at. And I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for where I am. But I got to tell you, I'm more excited about where God's taken me and where he's taken us. That, you know, because, you know, what the last thing we want to do is like settle. And sometimes, you know, sometimes life can get hard and it can get rough and, and you're in a difficult moment and, and, and you have these thoughts, at least, you know, I've had them, you know, well, I guess this is it, huh? So uh, I, I guess this is, this is as far as we're going to get, I guess this is where we're going. Well, you know, and, and I'm, but I'm telling you that you, you know, you don't have to feel bad about the thoughts that run through your mind. You just have to take responsibility for the ones you keep in your mind. And, and, and you lock on to a better thought than that. that and nope, God's not done with me yet. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old, for God's about ready to do a brand new thing, and it's springing forth right now, and we're going for a new day. Amen? How many of you are thankful for where you are? I mean it. How many are thankful for where you are? Well, well hold on. Wait a minute. Where God's taking you, your final outcome is going to be better than your current condition. So I think we ought to give him a Thanksgiving offering this morning, not for where we are, but for where we're headed. You know, sometimes in life, sometimes in life, we, uh, uh, we, we, we kind of get positioned or situated at a spot and, uh, you know, we feel like we're doing pretty good. And, and then you realize that, oh, God was actually, he had something else in mind. You know, and, and when God has something else in mind, it, it's, it's better than what you had in mind. You know, how many of you know that, that, that God knows what he's doing? I said, God knows what he's doing. And, and, and sometimes, sometimes uh, he doesn't necessarily share with us everything that he's doing. Um, 
and I don't know, you know, I, I don't know the, uh, the whys and, I, I, you know, there's just so much stuff that, that we just don't know. But we do know this. See, we know, because, because the Bible teaches us, that it literally says, we know, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. For we know, see, there's something about, there's something about knowing something, and, and, and we, ought, we ought to wrap our heart and mind around that truth and that reality so strong. Uh, and that's one of those verses that needs to become such a part of you that uh, we know that God is working all things together for our good because we love God. And we, we know that even what the enemy intended for evil, God's intention is way different. He's going to use it all for good. And we know that, uh, th- that we've made mistakes and we know that there's situations that, that, that we've created on our own and some that we had nothing to do with. That Just looking at it, it seems like there's no way that God could be in that. But yet we know that the situation that we're in or, 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 the, or the thing that was said or the decision that was made the action that was performed, we also know that none of that has freaked out God. None of, none of that, none of that has caught God off guard. Has it ever occurred to you that nothing has ever actually occurred to God? As he's all-knowing, and it's not like he looks at you and goes, whoops. No, the Bible teaches us that that before he even formed you, he knew all about you. And, and he knew about you before he started forming you, and he actually built you, shaped you, molded you to specs based on the end that he saw that you, you know, for you. And so he, he's made you different than anybody else, and he's also empowered you, anointed you, that the spirit that God sent to you has been educated by God, has been has informed by God of exactly the purpose. And, and, and dude, God knows what he's doing. I said, God knows what he's doing. And, and you might feel like you've made decisions or made choices. Or I've made too many mistakes. You can't. You, you're not freaking God out. Uh, you and I, we get freaked out easily. It doesn't take a whole lot to distract us. But God, he's very focused. And, and, and the thing I love about him, too, is that even in the moments when we've made mistakes, his grace lovingly nudges us back on track again. Just the fact that you're here today, I, I know that, that some of you are here because of, of intense intention, and some of you are here because you, you have a pushy relative, some of you are here because there's free ice cream. Let me tell you, the, the real reason you're here is that God's going to drop something into your spirit, that, and it's going to come up, it's going to come up in, in, your, you know, in a day or so, and it's going to unlock the doors to your future, because God knows what he's doing, he's, he, and, he, and he ain't playing. You know, he, he, he's for real and he's serious. In, in Isaiah 46, and we talked about it last week, that he said, remember the former things of old. All you got to do is look back and look at how God's worked through all that other stuff that you've been through, and you realize that he was in it. He was in it. And, and, and he said, for I am God. I love this. I am God, and there is none else. I'm God. There's none like me. Yeah, I don't know where you go for comfort. I don't know where you go for peace. I don't know where you go for strength. But God's saying, hey, you're probably going to the wrong source if it isn't me because I'm God and there's nothing like me. Man, you know, one, one guy put it this way. He said, there ain't no high like the most high. Huh? I don't know what you're reaching for, but if you just learn to build a habit to reach for God, your life's going to get better. 
And then he begins to describe how he's different. And and, in verse 10, he said, I declare the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. God said, I go to the end and I start there and I work back. So God goes to the end, and, and, and then he works back towards you. So before God starts a thing, he's finished it first. Okay, you with me? And I, I just need you to get this. That, that God don't start anything. He hasn't already finished. So he starts and, and at the end, and he works his way back. And he's working his way back towards you. And, and what happens in between, you know, it's just not... It's, it's not bigger than God. I said it's just not bigger than God. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the He's the first and the He's the A and the Z. Okay, took, took a minute. That's hard. There's like 26 of those suckers. You know, he's he's the A and the Z. He's the A and the Z. You know where we struggle? Elemental P. Right, we, 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 some, some, sometimes between B and Y, you know, we, we, can, get, we can get really distracted, we can get really defeated, we can get really crushed, but God's, God's finished it, and he's working his way back, and one of the things that God's been talking to me about and, and, and stirring in my spirit is that a lot of times he'll begin to show you a picture of the end, and that's, you know, that's kind of what the word does, isn't it? It's like Isaiah 32, 18, my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place, and he starts painting a picture, you know, in, in your spirit, he's showing you where he's taking you, Right? And, and he's showing you where he's taking you. And, and, uh, but, but what we do is we have a tendency to see something in the spirit that God's doing in our life. But then we want to grab the brush and step up to the canvas and begin to try to paint the picture, create what God has told us and promised us that he's going to produce. And the deal is, is that in comparison between you and God, you suck. Okay, because there, there's a, you, you, you are not the Lord God. Okay, he said, I am God, and there's none like me. That included you. Okay, uh, I said that included you. You ain't got the skills he's got. And so uh, for you to take the brush and try to pre- begin to create even what's been birthed in your spirit, if God goes to the end and, and works his way back, if God never starts anything he hasn't finished yet, then it would be an act of unbelief for you to try to take over and finish what you think God has started. Well, yeah, but you don't understand. I'm gifted. I'm talented. I'm smart. You know, some of the smartest people I know are also the dumbest folks I know. Because they rely on that, on their intellect, you know, and and, and education and insight and understanding. Man, it's vital because God can really use that. But let me tell you something. Zachariah put it this way. It's not by might and it's not by power. See, I, I think sometimes we, we look at ourselves and how God has equipped us, and we're certain that God must have equipped us to, to do, you know, the very thing that he told us he's going to do. But wait a minute. He said he's going to do that. He, you know, we can be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you, he ain't stopping. 
He's not stopping. You know, that's why he could say to us that I'm going to, you know, all things are going to work together for your good. Why? Because I've, I've already gone there and I'm coming, you know, and I'm working my way back. You know, it, it, is, it is good as done. Ecclesiastes 3.15. Did I, did I give you that one? It, it says, uh, whatever has already been. Whatever is has already been, and what will be has been before, and and the end has to give an account. You know, the past is going to give an account to God. He, he said, "Man, it's done." When Jesus, you know, was was hung on the cross and, and, and gave up the ghost and put into the tomb, and then three days later he rose again, and and then he ascended on high. And the Bible says that he went in, he went into the Father, and he sat down. Why? Because he's done. It's finished. Do you know how frustrating that is to hell? That the end has already been declared? And so all the enemy can do is try to, to, to disrupt the middle somehow. And, 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 get you, and get you, if he can get you to live by your senses, you know, your sensual man. If he can get you, you know, the way, the way that things look and the way that things feel. And, and, and if he can get you to live that way, he's got you. Because in, in 1 Corinthians it says, and that's the natural man. The natural man can't even receive the things of God. Because it's foolishness to it. See, 1 Corinthians 2, uh, it, it starts off in, in like verse 14 or 12, 12 or 14. It says, uh, eye is not seen, ear is not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. See, God, God, God has prepared some things for you because you love him. And, you, and you've seen it with your eye. You know, you've seen things, but he's trying to tell you, but you haven't actually seen it. Because, you know, you see it, but that's not how you receive it. You know, ear is not heard. You've, you've heard it, but that's not how you're going to receive it. You had thoughts and dreams, but that's not how you receive it. He goes on in the next verse. He says, these things are revealed to us by the Spirit. So in other words, the thing that God has prepared for you is, is, is hidden and it's going to be revealed. It's not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. That there is an end that God's working back from, and along the way, he's hidden things for you. But, and, and you might begin to sense that you're seeing what he's doing, but trust me, man, that, you, you might, you, I don't care how good your vision is, you, that's not how you receive it. It's revealed by the Spirit, and the Spirit is going to help you not determine your future, but to discover the future that God has for you. Okay, and, 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 and dude, I, I just love this picture that, that, that God has a world and, 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 it's, and it's, been, it's been created for Kelly. See, God, God created a world for Kelly, uh, but without her, without her knowledge. But he sent the Spirit to begin to guide her. See, and, 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 the, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy, the Holy Spirit is uh, the inquisitive one of, of the Godhead. See, remember, the, the, the Holy Spirit searches the things of God, yea, even the deep and hidden secret things of God. And the Holy Spirit ha has been educated not only about you, about your future, about your giftings, about your talents, about your strengths, about the warfare, about everything. The Holy Spirit knows it all. See, I, I don't know who, who, who you're going to marry. I don't know if you should go to that school or not. I don't know if you should take that promotion, even though it means less time at home. I don't know, but the Holy Spirit knows but I said, but the Holy Spirit knows. And, 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 and he, he's been sent to, to guide you. Look at somebody and say, man, I love the Holy Spirit. 
Dude, check this out. John, John 16, 12 says, when he, the spirit of truth, comes, right? When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. You know what's really cool about a guide? He's already been there. See, I don't want a guide that read a book. Have you ever followed somebody that did not know where they were going? I mean, and... and even, <laughs> somebody's like, not good. The other day, yesterday, we had pastor friends from out of town, and uh, uh, they wanted to come by the building, so we met them up at the motel. We are going to go to breakfast and then come to the church. And Shelby was in one car because she had stuff to do after that, and I was in my car, and they were in their car, and they're following me. Shelby's in front, and Shelby gets to this intersection, and she goes this way. And my thought is, huh, well, I guess we'll find out which way is quicker. And, and, and I go a different direction. And then as I'm getting closer and closer to where I'm going, I realize that what's in my head is not where we're going. That I am leading these people away from the destiny that was set before them. And I'm thinking in my mind, will they notice if I take the roundabout a couple of times and just head back? You know, man, you know what? It's, it's so awesome to know that we have a guide who has gone to the end. See, God's not in time. He's in eternity. God's not going to be something. He's not going to be anything in your future. He's already. He's already. He's already. And the Spirit's going to guide you. And He don't speak on His own, but He'll tell you what He's heard. Why? Because the Spirit has heard all about you. I'm sorry, but I get, I get like, yeah. Because half the time, I know I probably shouldn't say this. I probably should just be quiet and not bring it up. But half the time, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. You know, that's why you need to get involved in the church. We need help. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, we, we, let me tell you, I promise you around here, we need the Holy Spirit. Man, we need the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and he's going to tell us what he's heard. And look at this. He will tell you about the future. See, raised in, in when I, you know, Pentecostal, full gospel environment. <laughs> uh, God, I, I love where God's brought me from. I love my heritage. You know, I, I had somebody tell me one time, they said, you know, we're not like you. We weren't drugged to church every time the doors were open. I'm going to tell you something. Nobody drugged me to church. Every good thing in my life has come out of church. All, all the healthy relationships. Now, I've had some really horrible ones, but I actually got those out of church. Um, you know, all, all the great, my, my wife, my kids, my, my life, my, you know, my, you know, everything good in my life has, has, has just come out of the church. You know, I, I love what God's doing in my life. But I, but I love the fact that there is this power, this Holy Spirit, 
that is guiding me. Because there are so many moments in the day I'm clueless. You know, I'm clueless, but the Holy Spirit knows. And, and, and He knows the end. I'm telling you, He knows the end. And He's going to cause you to collide with that. Because, see, God created a world for Kelly without her knowledge of it. And, 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 but, but He gave the Spirit all the info. And then He sent the Spirit to guide Kelly to the place where the Spirit's already been. And He's come and He's now inside Kelly. And He's going to guide Kelly to collide with the future that has been prepared for her. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's masterpiece. His, uh, he's created us new in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned long time ago. Long time ago. I, I love it in the Amplified. Check this out. We are His own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew that we might do the good works which he predestined and planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. There's a path. That's been, before you ever got in trouble, he had a path out for you. You know, you know that Holy Ghost Spirit-filled background I come up out of. We all, all we ever thought was that you know, the Holy Spirit is just you know, goosebumps and speaking in tongues. I mean, that's, that's, we were excited, you know, uh, can I tell you something? You get a boost, goose bump or you get the hair to stand up, that's cool, isn't it? I mean, those moments are cool, but those are senses and the senses don't receive anything from God. Now, I'm all for it, but that ain't what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm looking for direction from the guy who knows my future so that I can get on the path that was prepared ahead of time. So I can walk in it. Why? Because I want to live the good life which he prearranged and made ready for me to live. <laughs> See, God created a world for Kelly. And then he sent the Spirit to guide Kelly so that she would collide with the things that have been hidden, not from her, but for her. And because those things are hidden, Kelly can't always see them. But the Spirit knows exactly where they are. But not only can Kelly not see them, hell can't see them either. So hell's not prepared for what God has prepared for Kelly. Okay? And I think that's awesome. That, 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 and, oh, by the way, it's not just Kelly. It's, it's not just Kelly. God created a world for Ryan. Without Ryan's knowledge, but he sent the Spirit to cause Ryan to collide with the thing that God had prepared for him, and hell's not prepared for what God has prepared for Ryan. It's not just Kelly and Ryan. God has created a world for Kevin. God has created a world for Doug. God has created a life for you. And hell can't see. So hell's not prepared for what God has prepared for you. But let me just say this to you. See, Tom has a world. That's been prepared for him. And hell's not prepared for what God has prepared for Tom. But here's the problem. Neither is Tom. See, the enemy's not prepared for what God has prepared for you. But just to be honest, you aren't prepared for what God's prepared for you either. And so what's he doing? Getting you ready. So that you have the ability to receive 
what God has prepared for you. It will, this preparation process, how am I doing? Okay. This preparation process doesn't always go the way Tom would want it. There are, I don't think, I don't think Bob, in the planning of his life, would have scheduled in a moment when he could come home and find the wife and kids sitting on the lawn because the power was out. I don't think he would have planned it that way. But without that experience, Bob wouldn't have been prepared for the increase that God wanted to lead him into because he had mindsets that kept depleting the bank instead of increasing the bank. And he had to have the ability to have mind-renewing experiences that would prepare him. Why? Well, because God's gone to the end, and there is a great life of, of abundance for Bob and Lynette and the kids. But if they don't get prepared for it, they won't be able to sustain it. Now, don't, don't trade the end result that God has for you for anything. Okay? Because, it, 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 again, it, you ain't going to, well, I can make that happen. Not like he can. He is God, and there ain't none like him. He is God, and there ain't none like him. Nobody can do what he can do. And, and you got to let him prepare you for the thing that he's prepared for you. Because hell ain't prepared for what God's prepared for you. So you better get prepared so that you can receive the thing that God has ready for you. I don't think David really understood the end. You know, uh, remember, remember when the prophet swings by Dave's house and, hey, hey bring him in, we're going to anoint a king, and all these other brothers come out, and they're all looking good, and they're all tall and handsome, and they all got skills, and they all got talent. And even the prophet, every time, said, uh, this is the one. And then the Spirit of God would say, that's not the one. Oh, bring me another, and they bring him out another. And, then, and, and, and let me just say this to you, that it's amazing how many people want to answer your call. In Isaiah 43, he said, fear not, for the, you know, for you, you are redeemed. I have redeemed thee. I've called thee by thy name. You are mine. Nobody else can answer your call. Nobody can answer your call. Dude, it's getting late, and there's so, so many little things I want to throw at you. Uh, uh, I guess we always have next week. Um, Sometimes I forget that. But um, why? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so I'll just try to be led by the Spirit here for a second. Um, David, you know, he's at, where's he at? He's out doing the, the lowest task there is. Hey, can I be a leader? I want to be a leader. I want to be recognized as a leader. I want to be a leader. I've had people say that to me so often. They want to be a leader. And, and we want to empower you. I promise you, we want to empower you to lead. But in the Bible, you know, this, and this is one of them rabbit trails, but I just feel led of the Spirit. Um, uh, in, in the Bible, you know how many times the word leader is used? Six. I've had people in, in, in a conversation with me use the word leader in six times in two sentences. Because they want to be a leader. See, God doesn't refer to people as leaders. He, he didn't say, Moses, my leader. He said, Moses, my servant. And, and, and Jesus said, hey, if you want to be the greatest, then you have to be the servant of all. And, and, and let, so let me, just, let, me, let me just give you one of the keys of the kingdom. It's one of the keys of the kingdom. It's not the key to the kingdom. God has given us the keys 
of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on heaven, or, or, you know, or on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose, and those words mean lock and unlock. So whatever you lock is here in your life, it locks up heaven. But if you unlock it, it unlocks heaven. And, and, and here, here's, one of the, here's one of the keys of the kingdom, that the, that the way up isn't up, it's down. That the, the way to greatness is just to become the servant of all. Not, it, it, it's, it's purpose over preference. I said it's purpose over preference. And, and, and the Spirit of God will begin to lead you, but a lot of times you resist. Why? Because, well, you would prefer something different. But that which you prefer isn't going to prepare you for what God's prepared for you. So sometimes it's purpose that you have to, you have to remember to, to go after purpose. David, David, you know, he's doing the, 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 the most menial task there is, and he's out taking care of sheep. And by the way, let me tell you something. Just because the Bible constantly refers to you and I as sheep, that's not necessarily a good thing. You ever been around sheep? You know, I had the opportunity in high school, you know, to, to, to work on, on ranches in, in Oregon, and, and they had sheep. And let me tell you something, you just grab onto a sheep and your hands get slimy. Sheep are nasty critters. You know what's crazy about a sheep? Is that uh, a sheep, if it'll, if it'll walk down into a gully, and, and, and it's just, just a low spot, just a little indentation. I'm just talking, all it has to do is be low enough that at the bottom of that spot, if it looks around, if, if, if it can't actually see the horizon, you know, if it's low enough that when, it, and they don't even lift their head very high, they just, you know, and, 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 and if they're down in a little low spot and they look around and they can't see horizon, you know what they do? They lay down and die. And somebody has to go out and grab them, poke them, prod them, tie a rope around them, drag them, and get them back to an elevated spot so they can see a horizon lest they die there. See, so when, when the Bible refers to you as sheep, it's because he has to send people in to, to, to grab your nasty wool and drag you by any means necessary to elevate you so that you can look out and see a horizon so you don't just die. And David's out there messing with those sheep, and he's just been anointed king. And I bet the thought going through his mind as they were anointing him and, 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 and declaring him king, I bet the thought that went through his mind was, I wonder what the sheep are doing. He, you know, he had a different picture, and, and it was probably pretty shocking to be sent back out and go right back exactly to where he's going. And, and Well, no, I need to get to work on my kingdom. No, God's finished it because he started it. And that ain't your job. But that, I'm telling you, out there, he was being prepared for what God had prepared for him. And he was being prepared, and, and, and probably, you know, out of necessity, part necessity and part boredom, he got really good with a sling. And, and, and then the opportunity comes to face off with Goliath. What, how, how did he win? He had been prepared for what God had prepared for him. And, and then, he, you know, time after time, Joseph has a dream about an end result, and he's excited, and then he's thrown into a pit, and that doesn't look like anything like the picture that God had showed me that was painted, and then he's sold into slavery, and that doesn't look like it fits. Hey, I think we're going the wrong direction. And then he gets someplace and begins to elevate, and he gets to Potiphar's house, and he's hanging out there, and Life is good. And he's thinking, man, this was the dream. And, and, and then he's falsely accused and imprisoned unjustly again. What's up with this? Well, I just promise you that if that hadn't happened, he would have never left Potiphar's house. 
So there's another disruption. What's happening? God's preparing him for the thing that's been prepared for him. Hell is not prepared for what God's prepared for Joseph, but neither is Joseph. So now we've got to prepare Joseph. And what you're dealing with in your life today is going to help you get ready for what God's made ready for you. That God is taking you through some things. And, and there's stuff going on in your life today. If there's stuff going on in your life today and you wish it wasn't, maybe it could help you if you could change your perspective for just a minute and think, how could God use this to strengthen me? So that I'm ready for where he's taken me. Because if I can embrace this, and if I can, if I can grow from this, and if I can get stronger from this, if I, it, it, you know what, if, if, if there's things that have happened, dang it. You know what, you, you know one of the things that blocks, I mean it locks up heaven. Jesus said, Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 18, 18, and I'm going to hurry. Okay, Matthew 8, I say, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose, remember, that's lock and unlock. So if you unlock, if you unlock it, it's going to be unlocked. If you lock it, though, it's locked. In verse 19, he said, and, and if two of you can agree uh, on earth concerning anything, it's going to be done. It meant agreement. Agreement will unlock some stuff for you, right? And then the next verse, verse 20, and, and uh, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm, I'm going to be in the midst of them. And man, this is getting good. In 21, Peter says, hey, uh, how often should I forgive somebody? That seems a little off track, don't it? We're talking about binding and loosening. No, this is exactly on. And, and, and he said, you know, how often should I forgive? Uh, seven? And look at Jesus' response. Jesus said, uh, uh, 70 times seven. Why? Because he's, he's explaining. See, if somebody gave you like uh, this huge wad of keys, and then there's this lock, and you have to try to get that thing unlocked, but there's this huge wad of keys. Has you ever had that happen? You know, on the, on the game Survivor, when there's four locks, and they hand them 40 keys, and they say, okay, go. Why? Because it's frustrating to figure out which key is that. And sometimes that's, it's like going to the Word of God, and you find a scripture, and let's see if this one works. Not that ain't working. Let's, let's, take, take, let's take this one. Let's see if that works. And, and, and you know, the, the, the man, he, he, he's saying, wives, submit unto your husbands. And, and, the, and, you know, and, the, and the wife is saying, husbands, love your wives. And they're trying to unlock stuff. And they know something's locked up, and they're looking for the right key. And, and you don't know what key fits the lock. The Holy Spirit does telling you the Holy Spirit does and here's a key of the kingdom forgiveness forgiveness see it's odd that you might look across the sanctuary and see someone who has offended you they're sitting in my spot or they said something or something's happened See, the enemy knows that he's not prepared for what God has prepared for you, but he also knows that you're not prepared. And if he can keep you unprepared, you'll never receive the thing that God has made ready for you. It's just one of the keys that the Spirit of God needs to be able to work in your life. You need to be able to unlock. See, because if you, if you don't forgive, heaven's locked. You got, you, you, you got to forgive. Man, you got to forgive. And you, and you got to get an agreement. And there's, there's keys of the kingdom that the Spirit wants to guide you to. Why? So that you can unlock these things that have been hidden, not from you, but for you. You, you, you got you, you to allow the Spirit of God to, to, to move in you and, and, and to tell you things that you don't know. You got to let Him speak. You got to let Him guide. You got to let Him direct. 
And you, 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 gotta, you gotta trust that, hey, he's not speaking on his own, but he's, he's telling me what he's been taught, he's been, what he heard. You know, the Spirit of God, think about it. Yeah, man, I wish I had like an hour more. His faith comes by hearing. Can I, can I just tell you something? That the Spirit is prepared to help you engage your faith because he's heard exactly what you need to hear. And anything that comes that's not from him is not what you need to hear. It could be another key, but not to the lock that's in front of you. So you might think that you're hitting a bullseye today. You might be able to prove that's a bullseye. Yeah, but it's the wrong target. See, you might be able to prove that you're right, but it doesn't matter if that's not the target. See, you need the Holy Spirit even to reveal the target that you're aimed at, that you're shooting at. You, you need the Holy Spirit in your life today. Man, I'm telling you, you know, we, we, we got we to we open the door for the Spirit to come and move and operate in our midst and to guide us into the truth, man. Because why? Because we need the truth. And it doesn't make any difference what it feels like, smells like, tastes like, looks like. No, what, it, what matters is that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my Spirit. And He's going to, He's going to, He's, you know, the Holy Spirit, I started the statement like five times, never did get a finish. It's growing up, it's always about tongues, and always about emotion. Really, what the Holy Spirit's doing it's taking you to your future. It's about your future. The thing that God has hidden for you is only revealed by the Spirit. We need the Spirit. I, I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute. I just want to pray for everybody. Father, I just thank you that as we continue to increase wisdom, knowledge, understanding, discernment, God, it's by the Spirit. And I, and I just pray for every family represented here and every individual. But Holy Spirit, we, we want you to know that you are welcome in this place. God, that we're not looking for a feeling. We're not looking for a sign. We're looking for revelation. God, we, we want you to reveal things to us. I thank you, God, that you're, you're, you're already at work in lives and there's testimonies already coming in. And God, you're, you're, you're causing people to see things they couldn't see before, which will uh, allow them to get to places they couldn't get before, which will empower them to reach things they couldn't touch before, which is going to cause them to experience end results that they've never even been able to get started before. God, we thank you for that. Holy Spirit, come light our, come light our way. Speak. All heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're here today and, and you're living a life separated from God, and I'm telling you, you need Jesus in your life. You need to surrender. And, and we're all going to pray a prayer together. And if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I, I, I need to get real with God because I need God to get real with me. And maybe you've prayed what we might at the church call the sinner's prayer. Maybe you prayed it once. Maybe you prayed it a hundred times. That's not the question. The question is, are you trying to do life by might? By power, are 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 you are you fleshing it in? Are you are you trying to are you trying to 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 use your wisdom, your insight, your strength, your ability? I'm telling you, there's probably areas of your life that are failing if that's what you're doing. But God wants to help you, and if you can surrender your life to Jesus today, it's amazing what Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit can do. But you have to receive Him today. 
So we're all going to pray this prayer. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm making this prayer personal, man. I know everybody's praying it, but this is, this is coming from my heart. And I'm getting real right now with God. While no one's looking around, I just want you to hold your hand up real high. I just want to agree with you. Just hold your hand up. Say, Tom, I'm making this prayer mine today. Just lift your hand up right now. Thank you. 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 So awesome. That's why we're doing this today. It's awesome. I want everybody in this place, pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. I welcome you into my life. And I totally surrender. Holy Spirit, guide me. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for setting me free. And everybody said, come on, give God one more big praise.